Welcome to the Money Mindset Podcast, where you will find the inspiration and motivation you need to manage your money better so you can stress less and live the life you want. It's Ashley with Budgets Made Easy and the Money Mindset Podcast. So today we have guest Kara Harvey from A Purpose Driven Mom. She's a wife and a mother and she's a productivity coach and her mission is to help busy moms just like you take massive action on their goals and 3x their productivity without the overwhelm or burnout. So she's going to talk to us about her new book, The 15 Minute Formula, so that you can focus on what really matters to you. And this applies to all areas of your life. And she gives us all her secret tips and tricks for being productive and actually get things done based on a certain formula that she's going to describe in this episode so that you can get your finances together uh, and prioritize what's really actually important instead of trying to do all the things, right? So um, if you're new, if you don't have the budget starter kit, it is free. So if you're ready to get working on your finances, go get the free budget starter kit and get started today at budgetsmadeeasy.com slash start. Now here's Kara's episode. Hi Kara. So great for you to be here with us today. Thanks for having me, Ashley. And I am, (laughs) I am excited and a little nervous to talk to you today about you know, time management, being productive, because as you know, we're both small business owners. We've got small kids at home. Like we're trying to do all the things and it never feels like there's enough time. I always feel behind. I always feel like I'm not uh, productive enough and I'm not getting enough done. And so I really want to dive into your tips and strategies for one, not only getting over that guilt of feeling like we're not doing enough as moms and trying to run a business and, you know, do all the things for our kids and how we kind of manage our time as well, because you've got a new book out the 15 minute formula, and it's all about ditching the guilt and prioritizing our time and our goals and all that kind of, um, focus on productivity. So, you know, I want to just dive in. Can you give us some guidance on how the heck do we even balance it all? And are we even supposed to balance it all? Because it feels like we're supposed to do all the things. Yeah, well, you said a couple of things I want to hit on. Is <laughs> One is like, we're never going to do it all. And we're never going to have enough time. So I just think that that is the first thing we need to realize is that when you're constantly striving for this perfectionism of a perfectly checked off to-do list every single day, um, this vision of what you want every day to look like with like rainbows and butterflies and unicorns and it doesn't happen, you're going to hit this discontent and you're going to feel like you're constantly failing. So I wanna start with saying like, it's okay that it doesn't always happen. It's okay that you don't have enough time for all the things you wanna get done. But what you need to have is just a little bit more intentionality because I actually don't think balance is true in the sense that people look at it, right? Like everybody wants this beautiful pie chart Mm -hmm. with everything divided very nicely, right? And that's just not life. I like to use the word alignment because I think that depending on what season of life you're in, depending on what you're trying to manage, depending on projects for work or what your kids need, your priorities are going to look different in every single 
month, week, or even day. And when you can start to shift your mind around thinking that every day is going to be the same, every day is going to be cookie cutter. And if it's not, I'm the failure then I think that's kind of like that place where magic happens because isn't that what we do, right? Like as moms, we're like, if I don't have it under control, I'm, I'm wrong. I'm mm-hmm. doing something wrong. Yes. This is my fault. I should be able to handle this. Um, but no, actually, like people ask me all the time, like, how do you do it all? And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't do it all, you know, at any day, but I do what's most important in that moment and what makes sense to make myself feel like more aligned and have a little less stress. Because I do not believe it should be this, whatever, I get to the end of the day, who cares, right? This like kind of give up mentality, this victim of like, it is what it is. I don't believe in that, but I do believe in a mix of grace for yourself, because let's be real, like our kids, they don't care about our planners as much as I want my children to care about my pretty schedule, right? To care about that Pinterest chart, to care about this new thing I want to do. They do not care, right? We care. And I know that we really want it to look that way. But when you can say, listen, this is my intention for the day. This is where I want to go. This is the direction I want to go. And I'm going to do my best. And my best is enough. I think that's where you start to find peace and make and like in your day to day, but also it allows you to start to think more strategically about how you spend your time. Absolutely. So how do we kind of find that intention? And, you know, you mentioned your planner. So um, do we need a planner? Do we need to get organized um, to be intentional with our day and our plan? Yeah. So I am a planner junkie and I don't know if anyone else wants to raise their hand that they have like a planner graveyard sitting um, at their house. I've tried like all of them. Yes. (laughs) And listen, I love, I love planners, but I want to tell you something. Your planner is not going to solve your problem. Mm -hmm. Like it's not it. And I think we think that we think if we can just find the right planner. I have so many women in my membership who try to make their own planners and I've done it too. Like I try to make a planner of my own. Like I make a spreadsheet and I print, Mm -hmm. like I've done all that. It's not about the planner. It's just about the plan. So you need something. I do believe you need something to write it down. So I'm a mix. So once I went to this workshop and the speaker was like, you have to pick either paper or digital. It's too confusing. And I said, no, I'm a hybrid, darn it. And I am proud of it. So I like to break my goals down in Trello. I have a digital calendar that I share with my husband type of thing. But I find that there is power in writing it down every single week because then I can visually see what I'm doing. So whether you want to be digital or paper, that's up to you. You can be a hybrid as well, but I do think you need to have something to write it down so that you can craft out a really good plan for yourself. Because otherwise I find we waste so much more time trying to figure out what we're supposed to be doing instead of actually doing it, right? Like you get 20 minutes where your kids are playing quietly and you just stand there like, oh, why well, should be, what am I doing? I know I have a hundred, like, you know, you have a hundred mm-hmm. things that you have to do, which because you didn't write them down or you didn't write them down in a way that made sense. Um, and we can talk a little bit about, about how I teach a uh, prioritized brain dump, which I think is like a mega supercharged to-do list. Um, if you write it down this way, instead of wasting time, trying to figure out what to do, you're very intentional about those tiny, I call them the microwave minutes, the time pockets in your day. Um, and I like to use this, I call it a quadrant brain dump. So if you're familiar with the Eisenhower matrix, um, I learned it from Stephen Covey. It's been around for a really long time, but I've essentially taken this Eisenhower matrix and I've turned it into a way for moms to make to-do lists that make sense for them. And instead of saying, here's all I have to do. Cause it's like an overwhelming, right? You're like, I've got a hundred things on my list right now. Mm -hmm. I want you to make a focus list and you can make multiple lists in different categories. So I often will make a brain dump for work 
and I have a brain dump for home. And I'm also like my daughter's Girl Scout leader. So I'll make a brain dump for Girl Scouts or holidays or planning where right? you don't have to have it all on one list. I actually don't recommend you do because this goes back to prioritization. A lot of times we'll say, what's your biggest priority? And if I asked a mom that, they'd be like, I don't know, my kids, right? It's always like something mm -hmm. my kids need. And then that means that everything mom needs keeps getting pushed further and further mm -hmm. and further down the list. And so I actually want you to find these micro priorities, which are inside your categories or roles. Like for me, Girl Scouts, like mom stuff, work stuff. It's a much better way of making a to-do list because if you just look at everything on one list, your brain is going to say, no, I'm good. <laughs> your brain's <laughs> going to be like, nope, I'm not doing it this way. So this is what I recommend. Pick one category of your life. Maybe it's, um, we'll talk mom life real quick, right? Um, but it could be anything, like I said, work or a hobby or a project you're working on. And you're gonna take the list. And the first thing I recommend you do before you put it into any sort of quadrant that we're gonna talk about is just brain dump it out and get it on paper. This step can feel overwhelming because then you're looking at all the things, but I want you to take it from your brain and write it down. What are all the tasks that you need to complete for this project? Um, that are top of mind to you. And if you can, I recommend breaking them into 15 minute chunks. It's kind of like the whole premise of the book, the 15 minute formula, because 15 minutes, you know, I'll spend 15 minutes on TikTok, like real quick, which turns into an hour, which turns, mm -hmm. you know, right? Yes. But I can, I can also get my dishwasher unloaded in 15. And I actually, it's six minutes. I've done a time inventory. So I know that it takes me six minutes to unload it and 20 to complain about it. So you know, like, I know, right. <laughs> we know these things. And so I recommend you go ahead and you brain dump it all out first. Then you take a step back and you walk away from it. And if you can do this in multiple chunks, like multiple sittings, it's probably the best because your brain will be fresh. So maybe put a 15 minute timer on and get all your brain dump done and out and then walk away. When you come back to it, put another 15 minute timer on. And now we're going to kind of categorize what needs to be done in what order. So what I'd like you to do is um, take your piece of paper. You can break it into these four quadrants. So um, the four quadrants in the Eisenhower matrix are quadrant one, which are things that are super urgent and important. So this is like stuff that has to get done by the end of the week type of thing. Like that paper, like we just did an IP for my son for speech, right? Like I needed to sign the paperwork that came in that had to get done by the end of the week. That is a very must do by the end of the week. Now we struggle here because we want to put everything in quadrant one, like, mm -hmm. right? I mean, everything's yes. urgent all the time. And so I think give yourself a timeline and say, when's my end date? Like maybe sometimes I make these brain dumps for the whole month, but maybe, you know, you're looking, I do these also um, every uh, Monday for the whole week too. So it helps me uh, spread it out. Or sometimes I do it Friday to say like, how do I close out the weekend? So again, it's your timeline. But if you're asking yourself like, what needs to get done by the end of the week for this task, if it can get done past the end of the week, do not put it in quadrant one. And the other suggestion I give here is do this on lined paper. When you are out of lines, you cannot add anything else in. You can't smush it in on the side. You can't <laughs> add it in. You have to give yourself a container to qualify what is actually urgent. Because yes, while there are things we want to work on now because they'll get us ahead, a lot of times step one is to triage and get ourselves out of uh, that panic, you know, that frantic mode, right? So this is where you're going to pull everything off your list that you would say is urgent. And again, you can start this in pencil because you're most likely gonna have to move things around unless you're like super committed and you wanna use pen. Now, once you've got those ones down, and again, your lines don't have to be filled. If you have got five lines on your paper, it's okay to only have two things there. Again, this is like a planner misnomer. We think that because there's space in the planner, we have to fill it. Yeah. Like, no, you don't, you don't, right? It's just there to be a place to write it. So you don't have to fill it all up. 
but what really has to get done for that role. Then you move into the Q2s. Now, Q2s are things that are um, important, but they're not urgent. So these are things that could get done maybe next week, maybe next month. I think these are a lot of like planning things for me. Like um, I'll go back to like my Girl Scout example. Like I need to plan out all of the Girl Scout lessons for our meetings. Now, a Q1 for me is I need to plan Monday's lesson. Like I do not have Monday's lesson planned. That has to get done by the end of the week because if I need materials, I need to go get it over the weekend. A Q2 for me would be to plan maybe the second um, Girl Scout lesson for the month or to research a trip we wanna go on. Those things don't have to be done now. They're still important, but they're just not urgent. And Q2 is the place I, I really encourage people to want to be in because when you're working on activities that are important to you, but not urgent, you don't feel that, oh my gosh, I have to do it right mm -hmm. now. Like it doesn't right. feel like that because it's actually more enjoyable. And again, you have as many lines as your container and fill them in because we need a qualifier here because otherwise you are going to take everything from Q1 and you're going to say, okay, it's still important. I'm putting it here in Q2. Like, no, no, no. You really have to decide because Q3 and four is where we're going to get some stuff off your plate. So quadrant three, these are things that are urgent, but not important. And when I say that, I mean, maybe they're not important to you. And I like to look at this quadrant as the delegate quadrant. These are things that you can push off to other people. Um, if, for example, okay, let me think this Girl Scout example, because it's just so top of mind for me. Um, it's cookie season uh, and I have a cookie mom, but I'm helping out. We're doing a 50-50. Now, there's a lot of tasks that have to get done that are very important before cookie season ends in two weeks, but I don't need to be the one to do it. So while they're still important, right, they're deadline dependent, it doesn't have to be done by me. I could ask my cookie parent. I can ask my other volunteers. Honestly, I don't need to be the one researching the trips. I can ask one of my volunteers if they'll spend some time researching trips and then bringing them to the table for me to look at to make the final decision. There's lots of things we can do in our homes that are also great delegate chores. These are could be things like cleaning, which is important, right? Um, mm -hmm. Or urgent, like you want to get it done, but it's not important that you're the one who does it. Okay. And I think this is a great place where we can take things off of our plate. Um, I think about we're researching a trip for Disney. We're going to Disney in, in Thanksgiving. And so I'm in this like learning phase of budgeting for Disney. We don't have any credit cards. So like everything we do needs to be cash flowed. And so I definitely know that there's a deadline of like coming up with my like sinking funds for this, because if I don't start now, it's just going to pile up to be like $5,000 in November or something, mm -hmm. right? So like, I know I have to start saving now. So even though it's a big number, it's not as big. Now, this is an important, uh, you know, it's urgent. I've got to get started, but it's not something I have to do. I, I found a travel agent and I'm going to ask that. And I asked them, I was like, can you research some amounts so that I can have an idea of about what I need to spend? And then I'm going to take that and make a plan. So see how it's still things that need to get done, but they don't need to be done by you. Mm -hmm. And this, you can fill this up again, when your lines get filled up, take some of those things from Q2s and Q1s and ask yourself, I wanted to put them here, but can I actually put them here? And then as we move into that last quadrant, these are the Q4s. These are not important or urgent things. These are kind of our time wasters. So traditionally we'd look at these as like social media or Netflix binging, but this can also be planning. Like I use planning as a procrastination tool all the time. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, I will spend hours, <laughs> hours. Let me make a Trello board for this. Like I don't need to be doing that right now. It's not important or urgent for me. Okay. So my son is in ninth grade, my oldest. And he, uh, we're starting the college like planning phase. Like we're just starting to shift our brains into like, okay, it's time. So I have on my list this month that I want to do a um, college Trello board. Now, while it could technically be considered important, 
it, it really isn't right now. Like I don't need to, I do not need to have a Trello board for this kid to get into college, right? Like it's just do doesn't have to happen. So I could push that off. And those are all things that you can drop off your list for now. So eventually that college Trello board is going to move into Q2 because it is important, but it's not urgent. But right now, ninth grade, it's February. Like he doesn't need to be doing it. We don't need to worry about that right now. And this is a really good way to prioritize your plan. So back to the original question you asked is like, yeah, I do think you need a planner. But I think what's even more important is that you have a system for strategically planning your week so that you're not feeling like you're always putting out fires. You're always doing everything for everyone else. And you're constantly in catch up mode. And if you can start doing this, maybe on Sundays, you get your planner out and you make a brain dump for the week in each of your categories then you can move to the next step, which is the strategic plopping it in of where we're going to put it all. Absolutely. And, you know, obviously I talk all about finances and budgeting and paying off debt and the same prior prioritization of your time can be said for your money. So you can do the same thing uh, with prioritizing, um, you know, in the quadrants with your money, like what is actually an urgent need? What is a want? What do you need to pay for right now? What do you need to plan for? Like you said, Disney and how you're going to pay for that. You know, that's not urgent, but you st it's still important. So you can take these same concepts and apply them to your finances to kind of help you prioritize and be more intentional with your money. Cause it's the same kind of idea. What you know, how you spend your time and your money shows like your values and what's actually important to you. So if that's not showing what is important to you in your life, then kind of do this exercise that you're talking about to kind of reprioritize your money as well. Yeah. Um, so you've talked about Trello or tre I always say it wrong, I'm sure. Um, and I have tried to use this a few times. Um, I, I know I don't use it to its potential, uh, but can you kind of give us an idea of like how you use it with your hybrid model? Because I do the same thing. Like I like to use my Google calendar. So I get the alerts because I will forget things. Even when I write it in my, <laughs> in my planner, I still need that extra reminder. So I do like both of them. Um, so how do you kind of use Trello? Yeah, you might be sorry you just opened this can of worms. I know, I know. Look out. No, bring <laughs> me in if you need. I um I love Trello. Now Trello is an absolutely free website and app that you can use to organize your life. And it originally or actually at its core is a project management software that companies use. And I used it and I've taken it to adapt it for moms. And I will say this. I am kind of like tech resistant sometimes. I didn't want to find a new system. It took me three tries to like Trello. So I want to encourage people who, after you listen to this, maybe you log onto the Trello app or um, yeah, I have a, a course, a little webinar you can watch in Trello or whatever you decide to do. Give it time. It might not stick the first time. Like it's just true. Like, I, I the did, same way. <laughs> yeah, it took me I think two years before I finally was like, okay, I think I get it and I'm ready. And I always tell this to the moms I work with because a lot of what I teach in my membership is like how to use it as a tool to organize your life. But again, it, it can be a good procrastination. So like I said, it is really cool because Trello is visual and it's kinesthetic at the same time. So depending on the type of learner you are, it allows you to map out your goals. Now there's so many features, but these are the main ways I do it. I have one big board that is for my goals um, for either the year or the quarter. This year I'm doing one board for the year. 
And I use it to map everything out so I can create project plans for myself because I was finding I would have these huge like things I wanted to do. I'd be like, all right, cool. I want to get this done. And I have this, like, I need to plan a birthday party or whatever. But then again, I would sit down. I wouldn't know what to do. I wouldn't have any steps. And then I would keep procrastinating because mm-hmm. it was too overwhelming. And so this is what I do on Trello when I'm planning out a project or a goal. They have these things that are called lists, um, which are essentially columns. And I like to organize them first things first into a concept I call learn, plan, and do. Now, a lot of times we get stuck in, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to attack this goal, but we don't know what we don't know until we started, right? Like this was me writing the book. I didn't know how to write a book or self-publish a book. I had no idea what I was doing. I think about business. I was like, let me start a blog. And then someone's like SEO. And I'm like, what? Like what? Like, you know, and then you get so thrown off because you have this beautiful plan and now you have to add in a ton of stuff that you have to learn how to do. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I recommend is you make these three columns called learn, plan, and do for whatever your goal is. So say we have a board, let's do this Disney um, example, because I think your audience will will like the the savings bit of it. Um, And it's very relevant because it's literally what I'm doing now. Now, I've never been to Disney with my kids. I went when I was like 18. I've never planned a trip to Disney. I don't know anything about planning a trip to Disney. And I know there's a lot to do, right? And mm-hmm. so the first thing I do on Trello is in my learn column, I make what's called cards, which are individual little spaces underneath of all the things I need to learn before I even get started. And I like to make a timeline for myself of how long do I want to be in learning phase? How long do I want to be in planning phase? And then when the doing phase starts. So sometimes I might be like, okay, learn, I'm going to learn something for like a week and then I'll spend some time planning it and then I'll start doing Sometimes like what I did for this Disney trip was I spent all of January uh, in, I guess, part of February into learning because I had just so much I didn't know what to do. And so I make a list of all the things I need to learn about before I even start this project, right? Like flights and places to stay and how much it costs. We're going with like a lot of us. There's like almost 20 of us going, like our whole family. So there's so many things. Like I have no concept of a budget for something like this because we really don't go on vacation like that. Um, Best times to go and things like that. So I just Mm -hmm. put all the things that I needed to learn in the list and I start there. And what's cool about Trello is you can attach links to it. So if I was on Pinterest, I would spend like 15 minutes on Pinterest. I would find something I liked and then you do what you do on Pinterest where you like put it on a board and then forget where you put it. And then you repin it like 12 more <laughs> yeah, times. Yeah, exactly. Refine- yes. Okay. So I take everything I love on Pinterest and I just put it on a Trello board. Like the stuff I'm actually going to go back to, I can link it right into my Trello. So I'm not searching for it, which is cool. And you can also attach, I don't know, like PDFs or images and things like that too. So I found like a lot of charts, a lot of Disney planning itineraries, some books. Um, I found some like Instagram accounts I really like. So I started kind of saving those inside of my learn. Um, And then I spend a lot of time just doing that. Uh, you know, like I'm, I'm in the hunt now. So if anyone knows, reach out to me on Instagram. I'm at a purpose driven mom. I'm looking for like a Disney planning podcast because I love podcasts. It's like my favorite way to consume uh, any sort of learning. So, and I also like, I would buy a course. Like I love learning. So if anyone knows of a course on planning my Disney trip or a podcast, hit me up, <laughs> but that's where I'm at right now. I'm like, I just want to know what I, you know, what I don't know. And so one of the pieces actually for me in learning was Uh, I knew that we needed to get our budget under control a little bit better because we'd have to save for this trip. And so I spent all of January learning about my budget. So I did a baseline. I tracked every dollar. Like I did a huge baseline to figure out like where our money is going so that I could start making a plan and figuring out how much money we have extra to save and how much money we need to make in order to go. Like I really slowed it down and I mapped it out on Trello. You can also put due dates on all the cards, which is really great because then you can say, this is what I'm going to do. And the key here with the learning piece is don't make it a huge thing. 
make it a tiny one. So I might put on my um, under learning like budget too big. It's too big. Cause as soon as you sit out here, like, oh, what? So I put yeah. like, yeah, like learning. I was like food budget travel budget. I broke all of those down. So whenever I had time and I wrote in my planner, uh, I did it three times a week in January. I would just spend 15 minutes researching. I was just on Pinterest. I was like, I put a timer on and I was just researching one thing. So I wasn't going down the rabbit hole. I was just like, this is the one thing I want to focus on. And it really helps me start breaking the learning down. Now, what you do when you're doing your learning is you start adding things into the plan list. The plan list is all the stuff you didn't know that you didn't know. And so for me, like I'm in these Disney groups and they're posting about, I don't know, lots of stuff, a genie plus and this and that. And I'm like, I don't even know what this is. Right. Mm-hmm. So I need to stop and plan this. Like there's a couple of things I need to plan out is one, like, well, we need a family meeting because so the family we're going with, I have little kids and a teenager and my sister-in-law, everyone else has teenagers. So like our schedules are going to look very different and they're kind of like Disney'd out. So they just want to go to Florida and I'm like, we're going to Disney. And so yeah. <laughs> we have, yeah, like we have to sit, we have to have a family meeting about this because I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal, but now I'm like, oh, we probably should like spend some more time doing this. So you start making your plan list as you go of things that you realize that are coming up. It's kind of like taking notes essentially. So each card on Trello can be another note for yourself. Because again, even if I got a book on Disney, if I highlight inside the book, if it does not do me any good, if I don't look back at it. So I like to take those things out and make cards of them. Like, oh, this was something I wanted to remember, things like that. When you move into your planning phase on Trello, what's really great is then you can start figuring out how you're going to do the thing, like how you're going to do it. You're not doing it yet. You're just deciding. So for me, uh, Disney budget, I was like, okay, so my plan for this is I'm going to continue to stick on our budgets for February. And then moving into March, we're going to start our sinking fund to go. All right. Well, I also need to plan like how we're going to make that extra money because we don't have it anywhere. So we have to either take away from something we have or make more money. And as an entrepreneur, I'm really lucky because I can just make more money. So I was like, okay, cool. We can figure this out. And I kind of planned out how that would look on Trello again, using, they have checklists, all sorts of features. Uh, And then I move into the doing phase and that's where I give myself tasks like booking tickets and things like that. What I do is I break this down on Trello first, and this is so visual. So if you're listening to me and you're like, one, you talk fast too, I have no idea what you're saying. Go to Trello.com and like look at it while I'm talking. And I think it'll make more sense, but it allows you to move things around. It allows you to keep all your notes in one place. And then on Sundays, when I plan my week, I go into my Trello board, for example, for Disney planning. And I look at my due dates that I've pre-assigned and I say, oh, I said I was going to do these three things this week. Okay, where does it fit into my week? What I don't recommend you do though, is give everything a due date that's like super specific with no buffer though, because you might not feel like doing it that week or you might not have seven days to work on something. Instead, break it into smaller tasks and say, okay, cool. I know if I get these three tasks down, I teach a numerical system where you basically take the amount of tasks you have and divide it up by the weeks. And then you know how many to do each week. Well, I know that I have to get three tasks done this week what day fits best for me, right? Instead of making this plan that's like too, too structured, right? Like what day makes sense to do these three tasks? Okay, this is where I'm gonna put them in my planner. And then you take things from whatever board, you have a decluttering board, you have um, you know, a birthday party planning board, whatever board you have created and you stick them onto your planner strategically because you've done the work in advance. I love that because <laughs> this is making me want to go back and try Trello <laughs> again and more for like personal stuff because, you know, just like with the Disney example, it's like 
Disney is overwhelming. We've been twice. And the first time I planned it all myself. And then the second time I was like, nope, I'll do a travel agent. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. they have specific Disney travel agents and they like, you know, they do it all for you. So, yeah. um, but you still have to kind of give them an idea of what you want. There's so much to do. Like literally if you're there for a whole week, you can't do it all. Like yeah, there's just exactly. so much. And it's like, okay, where do you eat? What, it, what things do you try and see? Where are the character events? Like, where can you see these? Like it is overwhelming. And then trying to pay for it all. Like you said, it's insane how expensive it is now. I was looking at it uh, earlier in the year um, about maybe trying to go this year. It's like, oh my gosh, like it has went up. It's even went up in price since the last time we went, like it's craziness. Yeah, it is. It's wild. And if you don't look in it far enough in advance at any of your goals, they will sneak up on you. So I mentioned the sinking funds for Disney because it's not a cheap trip and it's mm -mm. not a cheap trip when you don't have a credit card. To, like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like everything mm -hmm. must come from cash. And so this is one of the things I recommend is uh, monthly goal check-ins and adjusting in a, a goal audit is if you say you have this goal and you want to read, I don't know, like 25 books in a year and you start strong, you read like three books and then you forget that you have the goal. And then it's October and you're like, um, I still have 21 books left to go. Like, what am I going to do? Right. We push mm -hmm. our goals back. If you're constantly che uh, checking in, the numbers might change small, right? Like a small percentage, but it's not as big. So like I said, if I waited to even start thinking about, I mean, this is why, I mean, you know, you do your Christmas sinking funds. And like, the, like we started, one of the things we doing in our budget is like, I paid attention this, this month. I hope you're proud of me, but I paid attention this month of all, <laughs> all the places we spend money that weren't in our regular budgets, like Valentine's day. And like, we had to sign up all my kids for spring sports, um, starts in February, um, deposits for summer camp. Uh, we had to get our last oil delivery, like those types of things we didn't have in our original budget, because sometimes you forget about those. Mm -hmm. And so if we were like, all right, I want to spend a hundred dollars on Valentine's day for next year, that's $10 a month compared to it's February. And now I'm like, oh, um, okay, what do I do? I have to find a hundred dollars or use my car. You know what I mean? And I mean, you know, the budgeting example, it's the same with all of our goals. If we just push them off without che checking on them, they're just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and scarier and scarier. And then we take less action or we keep pushing them off. And so I find that this system is just a really good tool. Trello itself. And, and what I teach in the book is just a really great way of not overwhelming yourself with everything at once and jumping on in and saying, I'm going to do it. Like, you know how January is, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have a hundred goals and I'm going to do them all. And then by like mid January, you're like, I'm done. Cool. <laughs> not yeah. going to happen. Like I'm over it because life happens. And I think that we forget that life will happen and it's okay if we get thrown off course a little bit, but if you're constantly auditing your goals, if you're constantly doing your weekly planning, if you're doing all these systems, it's not as big of a shock to the big system because you're checking in on it and then you're readjusting your, your goals. And then it just comes down to math in the end. Okay. I said, I was going to read this many books. I got off track. I don't love the word behind, but I got off track by a couple books. So now I need to pick up an extra book this month. It's a lot easier for our brains to handle than now I've got to read 20 books in 30 days and uh, it's not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. And I love that you mentioned, um, you know, kind of the check-ins and um, like things that you forgot in your budget for like January and February. And another idea for the Trellia boards um, is 
making boards for like even each month and the things that you need to remember to plan for. And just like you said, with the checklist or breaking it down into like, okay, for uh, Valentine's Day, I need to save this much per month. So you could even do that in a Trellio board and kind of plan your um, sinking funds and things like that out for the year. Oh yeah. And they have these things. I'm not going to geek too much, but they have these things <laughs> called power-ups and you get one free power. Trello's free. I think I said that, right? Like it's absolutely yeah. free unless you choose to pay to upgrade. I only upgraded, I've used it for five years and I just upgraded in the past couple months because they changed something business-wise because I like actually sell Trello boards. So like I just changed some things. And so I had to, but otherwise I wouldn't have needed to. So you really can do everything you need, but they have these power-ups and there's a couple of good ones. There's one on there. If you're going to check it out, it's called Costello and it actually tracks your numbers. So you could set up your budgets at the top of the Trello board and then inside the card as your spending money, using money, saving money, you put it in the card and it does all the math for you. -uh. Uh I didn't know it could do that. So, and there's so many more, I don't even know about (laughs) that are in there. Yeah. There's really, we, I used to do, I do profit first for my business and I had a profit first board set up and it would just track how much was in all of my accounts, um, as an overview right on Trello. There's really cool things. Cause again, Trello is typically used for businesses. So there's a lot of really cool things we can do. And as moms, I tell people like, you're the CEO of your home. Like, just think of it like that. And then the possibilities are there. And I find that once I see what other people do on Trello boards, then my Trello brain starts to spark and I get excited because I'm like, oh, I don't even know the possibility of this tool. But again, I use it sometimes planning as a procrastination tool. So just make sure you catch yourself when you get into that, that mode. But if you have a goal and you're like, I want to get more organized with my time in my home. And I think Trello could be a good thing. Well, go learn plan do, right? Maybe you say in March, I'm just going to learn about Trello. No pressure. Maybe once a week, I'll listen to a podcast. Kara's got this class. She said, I might go to YouTube. I might just look at Trello and then see if it's for you. And then you can move into how you're going to use it and then start it. You don't have to jump into everything just because you hear it, but it doesn't mean you can't start working on some goals. Absolutely. And you've given me so many ideas that like, I don't even know what I'm going to do the rest of the day because I like have all these ideas I'm like, oh, I could do this and this because just like you said, part of my problem. And I know I feel like uh, this interview is just like for me <laughs> is I'll have like, you know, 10, 15 minutes. And I'm like, okay, what do I do? But everything on my list is just like, oh, that'll take me too long. What am I? And so I end up scrolling Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And, you know, it's just like, it's just a wasting time when I could try and optimize that. So I, you know, I've gotten a lot of great ideas from you today. Um, do you have any last minute, uh, tips or words of advice that you, you know, people listening, like you really want them to hone in on this? Yeah. I think one of the big messages of the book is that it's important to have motivation and a why and all those sort of things, but they're not your be all end all. And I think that a lot of productivity, like stuff out there is very shame-based and it's very, if I don't perform, I'm a failure. Mm -hmm. If I don't do this, it's because I'm a loser. I didn't want it bad enough. I was lazy. And I just want to encourage you. Like it's again, it's like, like it's not the planner. It's also not your motivation, right? You just need to make a more strategic plan that fits your life in your season and customize it for you. And I think we need to be a little bit kinder to ourselves about how quote much or little we're performing and realize that you can do it. And listen, if you have some days where you can't, that's also fine and that's okay. And you don't need to beat yourself up because you feel like 
you're not performing like that girl you saw on Instagram with her like 15.4 a.m. morning routine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not a morning person. All those people yeah. getting up and meditating and journal first thing. I'm like, oh, I'm lucky if I get out of bed and put makeup on. So yeah. Um, how can people find more um about your book? Check your book out. Yeah, sure. So you can go to Amazon or Barnes and Noble, search the 15 minute formula. I also have a free workbook at the 15 minuteformulacom slash free or inside the workbook. So whether you get the book or not, you can snag it. But I broke the book down into a reading plan so that if you read for 15 minutes a day, five days a week, you will finish the book in a month because I wanted it to be super actionable for you. There's a ton of action steps inside and the workbook is a great accompaniment. And if you do want to learn about Trello, the class is at a purposedrivermom.com slash Trello. It's, it's a very comprehensive workshop to see all the things that I'm talking about. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for having me, Ashley. Thanks so much for being here and giving us all some inspiration to be, you know, more productive and without the guilt, because I know I'm not the only one struggling with that. Yes, exactly. Thank you to Kara for taking the time to uh, share her words of wisdom and her practical tips with us today. Now, if you loved this episode, please leave us a five-star review. I would greatly appreciate it. And I will talk to you guys next week.